Welcome to the BD1 Podcast. This is Mike, your podcaster. Appreciate you uh, clicking on to us and listening to us. I'm here at uh, Austin High in beautiful downtown, almost downtown Austin, Texas, with a very special guest, very respected individual, very respected coach, Mike Rosenthal. Mike, can you say hello? Hello. Thank you for having me on. Um, again, just kind of going over what BD1 is and, and what we're doing. I think Mike is uh, sharing our uh, our feeling of what we're trying to do here. So I wanted to get him on because Mike was is not only a successful, I believe, coach in the Austin area, which is difficult to do, uh, being the schools and the, the athletes that are around him. He does a great job with these kids. Uh, and I've watched him since uh, my son was at Lake Travis. I was watching him. I, I met you on the sidelines and just started following the team and watching them and uh, I would come over and I hang out over here on the side, and just kind of watch the practices. And you know, the heart of these kids is, is just great. So, but Mike, you uh, you've got such a, a great past history, and and you know, going up, and um, a lot of these kids that are in what I call the elite status, the Nike uh, uh, three hundred or the Under Armour one hundred or whatever, those are the kids that uh, you know, pretty much. Uh, you were basically one of those kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you had it. Uh, had a really not easy, but you had the recognition and uh, talk a little bit about that of being you know somebody like that and coming up. No, I was highly recruited, but as old as I am, it was pre-internet era, so you really had no idea how good you were. How, you know who else was good in the country. Um, you know, played a little bit of RC my sophomore year, and then really went to Wisconsin football camp um, summer before my junior year, and kind of blew up. To be honest with you, I had a really good camp. Um, they had a lot of lineman drills. They had a lot of lineman competition, and I won a bunch of them, and that put me on the map. Um, but really, before then, I kind of had no clue. Um, it was just local. You didn't. You had magazines. You didn't have the internet. You didn't have cell phones. You didn't have any Twitter. Uh, the game now has changed. Definitely, recruiting has changed, um, and to a certain extent, we're still trying to catch up with it. But back then, it was a little more innocent. Um, you know, you were tied to your home phone. Um, so there wasn't the availability and access of what you have now. It was, uh, you go live your life, you go home, and maybe there was a phone call from a coach, um, and then you return a phone call, you know, on the little rotary dial that you had in your living room, and yeah. you were sitting right in front of your parents. So there was a certain amount of innocence, um, and I think there was a more there was more respect for the recruiting process um, and each other. These kids get recruited away from other schools versus back then when you committed, everything shut down. And that was kind of the advantage of committing early. Um, I was playing basketball at the time, and really I was going to Michigan or Notre Dame. Um, yeah. Those were my final two schools. I, you know, I looked at others across the country, but I was in the middle of basketball season, and I didn't want to miss any more basketball games to go on these trips. So I made a decision kind of mid-December and shut it down, and it was easy for me. Yeah, and we had a great school. What a great school. Uh, one of the things that the, these kids are uh, interjected today with all these different recruiting uh, companies that are out there, but a lot of the parents, you know, think it is the responsibility of the coach to do the recruiting for these. And the analogy I use is that if you can imagine you've got 55, 58 players on a, on a team, let's say 30 of them are seniors wanting to go to school, you don't have that kind of time. And if you could just take a second and talk to me, talk to our listeners about, you know, what it takes to manage a, you're a a 6A Texas high school football team. You know, what does it take to do that? So a lot of these parents don't understand. They think you're sitting up here, coach, and I appreciate the time. You've given up some time to talk to me today, but 
You don't just sit around here and twiddle your no, thumbs. No, we, we don't sit around. Um, and we're, we're short as a staff, so we're doing a lot of stuff. You know, throughout the week, we'll, you know, I'm on the lawnmower. I'm in the equipment room folding laundry. Um, we hold a lot of hats here, and we, we, you know, we do a lot of different things to make sure that Friday night we're, we're good to go. Ready to go. Um, but it's a lot of organization. It's a lot of delegation. It's a lot of uh, being on the same page as the staff. We've been together for the most part um, for the last seven, eight years. We've had really good continuity with the staff. Um, so we've been able to just kind of roll into each year and really, hey, remember when we did this last year? Yeah, so everybody – um, knows what they're doing. Everybody knows what they have to do each week to get us ready to go to Friday. And it's it's not a well-oiled machine, but it's uh, it's moving in that direction. Yeah, well, that's good that you've got you've been able to build your staff. And you know, there's so many schools. There's very few schools that are out there like what I call the Lake Travises or the West Lakes. And mm-hmm. and I applaud you for that. You guys go over and above. But one of the things that's so important, and we've seen it in the news, and it's been forefront, are, are grades. And how important they are. I mean, the and when I grew up coaching, I was watching people get recruited. I, you know, it's it's amazing how a lot of this stuff is just kind of getting shoved under the rug because I knew about it when I was in high school. People were paying, and that's the way it was. Now all of a sudden, it's a big oh gosh. But pretty much now, it's getting shut down. These student athletes are going to have to have the grades. And I remember you went to Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach was offered a uh, preferred walk on there, but. Uh, he also had to go to was going to have to go to summer school. He had a two, three point two. Mm-hmm. They wanted a three point six. Yeah. Uh, so how important is that? And do you stress to your student athletes because we always say first, student athlete. No doubt, grades are a big part of it, especially the lower divisions you get. Whether it's one double A, you know, your FCS, your Division two, your Division three. That's the one thing they're looking for because they're not full scholarship. And the more money they can give you academically and make it more enticing to come to their school, the better. So. Um, I've always said to our kids, you know, if you have great financial need and you're a really good player and you have great grades, there's a lot of opportunity out for you, out there for you. Because the lower divisions you get, Division two, Division three, it's really good football. Yeah, it is. It's really good football. It's really good programs. It's really good coaching. It's it's you're playing against guys who really have a shot at the NFL, like you see on Sundays. There are kids from small schools all over the country. Um, but what sets you apart is your grades, because yeah. when you go there, they don't want to have to worry about you in the classroom. Exactly. They want to coach you. They want to trust you that you're going to class. You're there for an education. You're doing what you need to do uh, to succeed. So grades are a huge, you know, we've always said if you're player A and you're player B and you're both similar athletically, you're both similar production wise. One of them has a 3-0 and one of them has a 2-0. They're going to go with the 3-0 every day. Yeah. Um, and it's it's just a great it's a great way to start a conversation and you know let's call it what it is kids with higher grades are more comfortable talking in front of people they're more comfortable selling themselves they're more fun uh, having a conversation with an academic advisor with a coach um, those coaches in college they really want you to be able to handle all of that on your own and then they get to stick to coaching football so the higher grades you have it opens a lot it opens a lot of windows and i've firmly said this for a long time if you have the desire to play college football there is a spot out there for you. It may not be where you want it to be. It may yeah. not be a Division One, uh, but there is a spot, and grades really open the door to a lot of opportunity. And you mentioned something about D1, D2, D3, junior college. Mm-hmm. I would uh, interject something here about a junior college player who plays in the NFL, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um, so going to a D2 or D3 or junior college, you should not discount it because uh, if you have the heart – and I talk about, Coach, about having the student-athletes come into you and having that discussion of, 
hey, I'm serious about this. I uh, want to build a relationship with you instead of being negative or this coach doesn't know what the heck he's doing. You know, and all these coaches know what it's going to take. So you have to have that conversation to build that relationship with that coach. So he can maybe be a little harder on you because he knows the level you want to play. Absolutely. The truth of the matter is, at most schools, um, you know, I would probably take a Lake Travis out. I'd probably t- take a Westlake out of the equation. But at most schools, we can't emulate what they do in college. Yeah. We can't do it time-wise. We can't do it coaching-wise, facility-wise, any of that. So when you do come from a program like Austin High or, shoot, I don't even know. We'll just speak about Austin High. I can't replicate what you're going to see every day in college. I can yeah. tell you about it. I can tell you about my experience. But my experience in college was nothing like what you're going to have. What you're going to have. <laughs> and just the time, um, the lack of social time that you'll have. Um, I loved every second of it. I loved every second about playing college football, but my experience was way different than a lot of my yeah. friends who just went to school just to go to school. So you have to be eyes wide open going into that. Yeah. Um, and it's it's thoroughly enjoyable. It's very rewarding, but you have to know going into it that it's going to be different than the normal college experience. Absolutely. When we talked about, uh, you know, it's not the coach's responsibilities, and that's our, our main goal with BD1, which is building – a D1 prospect because I always say everybody thinks their kid's D1, but why would you want to be? I mean, there's other opportunities. If you have the heart, go where you're going to play. Look at the rosters of the schools you're talking about going to, and if they're deep in quarterbacks and you're, you think you're a really good quarterback, why are you going to go there? Well, go to the school that fits you. Yeah. Um, and I got a lot of great advice when I was coming out of high school. Um, I went to a really good high school program, and we put out a lot of Division One prospects. And, you know, it was list what's important to you, whether it's academics, athletics, facilities, social life, part of the country, warm weather, whatever it is that's important to you, list it. And then list your schools and give the pros and cons. Because at the end of the day, and it's cliche, but we don't ever know when football is going to end for us. Exactly. Um, you don't ever know when that play is going to happen. You don't ever know when you get caught in the wrong time. You know, may say you make a mistake and you're kicked out. Go to the place where you're going to be successful off the field, because if you're not happy there as a student and you're not happy there in, in the social life, then Absolutely. there's no way you're going to be successful in the football program. Absolutely. So, um, make an educated decision, but you know every school across the country and every Division One school is different. Every Division Two yeah. school is different. I just think we. We as a society get really wrapped up in you have to go D1, you have to go D1. There's a lot of good ball out there, and there's a lot of good places and rewarding experiences where um, you can get a great education and a great experience that a lot of people don't think about. And and it's been proven these NFL scouts are looking They'll down find to D2 you. and D3. They'll find you. They will find really you. They're really good. Uh, which brings me to the point of one of the things I always talk about is extra training. Mm-hmm. Uh, my son had a, a private coach, Tony Johnson, up in Dallas. Uh, he also went to uh, Acceleration here with Matt at YB Slow. And, you know, how important is that for these athletes? Because you guys are stressed so much for time on that field. Um, you know, I think it, it gives that student athlete a competitive edge by being able to have that. And it doesn't necessarily have to come from YB Slow. We can go to the Internet like you alluded to. Yeah. There's so much out there now. What I think it does is, what I think these off-season workouts do, whether you're with a private trainer or you put extra time in on your own or film study or you know, whatever it is you do that, to enhance your game, nutrition, I think it brings confidence to the athlete. Yeah. And a confident athlete is always going to perform better, in my opinion. Absolutely. And the kids, you know, they say you get, you get out of it what you put into it. Well, if you show up every day in the summer and you're grinding and you're grinding early and you're lifting and you're, you're, you're working a lot of time on your craft and you're spending a lot of time on your craft, 
to a certain extent, you've put the work in and there's a confidence in that with you know your ability and you know the guy across from you has not done the work that you've done and there's a certain confidence that I'm better than you, I'm bigger than you, I'm stronger than you and I believe in my abilities a little bit more than me and you impose your will on that player. So um, there's definitely... The technology has gotten better. The nutrition has gotten better. All the things that these kids have access to has gotten better. Um, do I think they're the end-all, be-all? No. Um, but obviously, they're, they're scientific things. Sleep, nutrition that help you perform your best. And, uh, you know, obviously, they help you and they help with your confidence and, and the confidence that you bring to the table on Friday night. Um, being a, a great student-athlete on the field, also, I think a lot of these coaches are looking out now – how is that student athlete, not only at school, but in the community? Are they doing any community service work? Are they, what are they doing? Because I, I believe it's like when, when Zach was uh, talking with some of the recruits, uh, the colleges were actually coming to the school mm-hmm. and asking about Zach. Hey, you know, what kind of kid is this? You know, what, what is he doing? What? Well, you get 25 scholarships a year at most, yeah. and you can't waste them. Yeah. And I've always said the lunch people – the custodians on campus, um, kind of the people that are the, the registrars, a coach should come in and they should ask them, hey, what's this kid like? Yeah. Because the coach is going to have to, or you know, the coach is going to say good things about you because he's your kid. Your parents are going to say good things about you. But what do they say about you? How do, they, how do you treat people? Are you respectful? Do you clean up trash? Do you clean up after yourself? Um, I always believe a well-rounded kid, a well-rounded student um, is always going to go further in this world. You know, football football or any athletics that these kids play in college, it's a small part of who they are. In the grand scheme of life, it's a small time in your life. Yeah. So if you put all your eggs in, I'm going to be this great football player, or great basketball player, or great volleyball player, and you don't develop the whole person, yeah. that kid's not going to be successful. Not going to be successful in college, and they're certainly not going to be successful in life. And if you ask me why coaches get into this business, yeah, we want to win games. We want to develop kids. We want to do all that, but we want to raise successful husbands, fathers, brothers, sisters, Absolutely. the whole deal. So it's it's a it's a long term deal because there's nothing more sad than seeing an adult who's clinging to high school. Well, I did this in high school. Well, <laughs> what have you done? You know, how are you helping people? You know, how have you raised your family? You know, what's what's the long term? And for us, the long term is raising solid citizens. Absolutely. One of the things that I'd like to the importance, and I'm not sure the the booster club participation here, but how important is it to you, and, and should it be to these these parents that are out there to to be involved with the booster club to help to support those athletes? Well, we always say, you know, everyone supports in different ways. Some people are able to support financially, um, but a lot of times that's not the case. And yeah. if you can't support financially. Um, volunteer help us you know whether we're working uh, programs on a Friday night or selling t-shirts just come help you know, me cut the grass yeah just come help well no you, nobody can cut the grass because I love it it's it's my it's Your my getaway. zen moment of the week yeah I can put the headphones in and not have to worry about it um, but there's plenty of ways to help um, and then at the same time we know that sometimes life gets tough and you can't be here all the time and part of our job here and part of our goal um, is to take care of your son when you're not here and to you know help you out as a family if you know if 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 you need if the kid needs a ride in the morning we can pick him up if the kid needs food there's just you know we're here to do whatever we can to help the family and whatever we can to help the kid but booster club uh support obviously is great um the more the better but it's not the end all be all for us we just 
we have great kids here and we have great families and that's why we all enjoy coming to work here every day well that's great well i appreciate you being with us today coach uh it's an honor uh you know i, I followed you and i followed back in your career i've got several friends of mine that were in the nfl that came kiss came in after you got in they left uh, steve pfeffer is a friend of mine played with uh, pittsburgh and then end up with the Seahawks. But to do what you're doing is great, and I greatly appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I, I hope that we get our message out to, you know, your student athletes and, and your people of what we're trying to do, uh, educate these parents, keep them focused on their kids, and and for them to go out and do great things and uh, and be great people because football is a flash in the pan. It is. It's, so. a, it's a small time in their life. You know, and you asked me a little bit uh, a couple minutes ago, the number one thing is as you're you're trying to get your kid recruited. Okay, yep. that's kind of what we're talking about and yep. giving kids the opportunity to the next level. There's a certain baseline and it and it comes from film. It really does. When you put out good film, yep. and you're playing well and you're playing fast and as at, at a great tempo, that's what pops off the the tape. Absolutely. Um, and we we talk there's always that kid um, and it's just a high school football deal. Um, there's that kid who is on JV but thinks he should be on varsity or a kid who's a varsity backup who maybe should be thinks that he should be a varsity starter or a division one player and maybe oh, yeah. he's a division two or a division three player. Division one players dominate a game. Yep. And they dominate a game all the time. And I've always said this a division one player, I could flip on the film and in five plays I could tell if that's a division one player or not. Okay. Even going down division two, division three, it is a lot of it, grades are very important. But the initial hook is, can that kid dominate a game? Can the varsity player, if we moved him down to JV, that varsity starter would dominate a JV, JV game. game. Correct. And so if your kid is out there, and this is no knock on your kid because a lot of kids don't play in college but have great high school careers. If your kid is out there and he's competing and he's making plays and he's part of the game, then he's a good high school football player. But that Division One. Division one double A FCS kid, that kid is popping off the film immediately. Yeah. So a big thing as a parent to me is setting realistic expectations for your kids and understanding that division one isn't for everybody, but there's a lot of good football out there. And I think the worst thing you can do as a parent is expect division one scholarship out of your D two or D three talented kid. Yeah. That kid's identity, that kid's you loving that kid should not be tied to their performance on the Absolutely. football. Absolutely. You loving that kid should be tied to how great of a kid he is, academics, social, the whole deal. So I think a lot of times parents get frustrated, and, and I see it at my kids' games. I see it at high school games. Oh, this kid, my, my son didn't do more. He's got to do more. He's got to do more. Well, your kid's a great kid. At the end of the day, that's good enough. Yeah. Um, and be happy, you know, that your kid is a part of a team and performing. But, you know, those Division One kids, they pop, yeah. and they pop immediately. So. Less than one um, percent of the high exactly. school are going to get into the pros, so. and it's okay. Yeah, you know, absolutely, it's okay. So. Absolutely. Well, that is a great point. I'm gra I'm very glad you brought that up. So, um, I hope to see you again. I'm definitely going to be at your games. Yeah, and uh, I'll do bring Zach. I'll bring Zach by, and you'll recognize him when you see him. But uh, again, I appreciate it, and really means a lot to me and our listeners out here, and um, for you to participate in this. So, Coach Rosenthal with Austin High School, the Maroons. Greatly appreciate it, and good luck on your season. Thank you very much. That was uh, Mike Rosenthal, the head coach with the Austin Maroons in Austin, Texas. Uh, greatly appreciate him uh, taking the time to do our podcast. 
He was an extremely successful high school student, played at Notre Dame, and then went on to play in the NFL with uh, three different teams, I think. But uh, a great individual all around, and I greatly appreciate it. I hope a lot of you student-athletes have a coach like Mike. Um, there are so many different coaches and different attitudes and different methodologies, but bottom line is I think all these coaches want to do what's best for our student-athletes and to be able to make them good people when they leave that program and to go on to be successful. So uh, you student-athletes that are listening, I uh, hope you listen to this podcast and listen to what he had to say. It's some great information. Um, go out there and be the best person you can be and go out and do great things today. And above all, be safe. This has been the BD1 podcast, Building a D1 Prospect. Appreciate you clicking on to us. Please tell your friends about us. I hope the information is uh, good for you. I hope it's useful. Um, you can find us at www.bd1prospect.com. If you have any questions, please email them to me at michael at bd1prospect.com. And look out for our platform. It's coming soon. It'll uh, help open up a lot of doors for you, I believe. Take care and thanks again.